Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We would like to welcome you to show 105. And for any listeners joining us for the first time, our show features things we love at Disney. And in each episode, we have a guest who creates Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacation. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests can bring Disney magic into your life. And as a reminder to our listeners, we appreciate if you can take time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform where you listen, just to help new listeners find us. And be Before we get started, Chris, our friends at OrlandoVacation.com have a message. They do. They want you to save money on your next trip to Orlando. As you know, booking lodging is a real hassle. But the great thing that OrlandoVacation.com does is they're going to do a couple of things. They're going to help you find an awesome place for your family. They're going to help you save money. And they're going to help you save money. And so the great thing is is that you can go online at OrlandoVacation.com or you can call 800 Six four one four zero zero eight, and in a world where everything is automated, they have wonderful, nice people, and we met them. We can confirm yeah, they are wonderful and nice. <laughs> that will help you book your lodging, and so they have everything from condos to McMansions, and they also have Disney Good Neighbor Resorts. And again, not only are they a sponsor, but Vanessa and I use them when we took a trip last fall. And so the great thing is, is that they have some of the newest properties that are close to amenities. And again, if you're at Disney, wonderful. They can help you out. But if you're looking at going to SeaWorld, what's another resort in Orlando? The U word. Oh, oh yeah. The, we don't say that. Um, <laughs> and so, but if you're going to the U place, you they can help you out yeah. there. And not only do they have lodging, they also have tickets. So why not use the code DISLOVE, D-I-S-L-O-V-E, you save 5%. And on a three night minimum stay. And again, everybody, you know, who goes to Orlando for less than two nights? Nobody. And so <laughs> the great thing is, is they're going to help you save money. And then not only that, call and ask, hey, I want to save some money on tickets. How can I do that? They'll help you there as well. And on today's show, we are going to be joined by Nicole from A Nerdy Quirk. Her shop features a variety of Disney handmade and, in her words, nerdy-inspired accessories and decorations, and we are really looking forward to sharing her interview with all of you. Now, before that, we are going to be talking about some of the best places to get breakfast while at Walt Disney World. And I will say breakfast is my least favorite meal of the day, but Chris likes breakfast. Oh, it's one of my favorites. I would rather eat a late breakfast and skip lunch and then have dinner. Now, we have talked about quick service breakfast options, but today we're going to kind of give the best overall pick. So this is kind of a mix of table service and quick service options. And we've been to most of these. Um, There are a few that are new to us. We're going to start off, we're going to talk about the ones at the resorts, then move over to some of the parks, and then finally finish out with talking about some of the options at Disney Springs. So to start off, we are going to look at the resorts. And the first up is Kona Cafe at Disney's Polynesian Resort. I was going to ask you if you've been there. I don't think you've been to Kona. I've been there, but I don't know if you have. If and I did, I, I don't remember. I was going to say you wouldn't remember anyway, so I don't know why I'm asking. Um, so Kona Cafe at the Polynesian is... Of course, home to that famous Tonga toast, which is French toast where it has stuffed with bananas and then it has cinnamon and sugar. They also have some other great, really great just general breakfast entrees as well. Um, They have a mimosa flight for those of you who enjoy 
um, a little bit of alcohol. Um, so it's really a really great option if you're heading to the Magic Kingdom, if you're at one of the monorail resorts. You don't have to just be staying at the Polynesian to go check out breakfast at Kona Cafe. I've been there quite a few times. I think I've mostly always gotten Tonga toast, but there's different ways you can have that. I've had it where they don't fry it, um, makes it a little less greasy. So you always have some different options. So you checking out Kona Cafe is one of the best options for a sit-down breakfast. Now, moving over to the boardwalk, we have Trattoria El Forno, and this is known for that Bon Voyage character breakfast. Um, we've not gotten a chance to try this out, but if you're not familiar, of course, boardwalk is right out the International Gateway. Now, if you're staying at one of our favorite, like on the Skyliner, you could take the Skyliner from your resort, walk over there before heading into Epcot. And at night, they're known for their Italian dinners, but in the morning, they have some nice things like they have uh, omelet with kind of an Italian flair. They have avocado toast. And it's just a lot of people rave about it being one of the best breakfasts. They say the characters are amazing. So that is a great option if you're going to Epcot and you're on one of those, not only an Epcot resort, or you could also be on one of those Skyliner resorts as well. Or if you had an early morning at Epcot and you want to cut out the International Gateway and head over there for breakfast. That's also an option. Another great resort option that is on the Skyliner is over at Caribbean Beach Resort, the Centertown Market, which is their food court equivalent. People say that they have some really great things, and we've not stayed at this resort. This is one of the few moderates we've not stayed at, but their people have talked a lot about their French toast. They have a strawberry French toast that's supposed to be pretty good. Going back to the avocado toast, they have an avocado salsa toast, and people just say they have some things beyond just the standard Mickey waffles and eggs. Since really the last year, have you ever heard about avocado toast? I've heard more about avocado toast just in pop culture than in maybe think, the last year, 18 months, two years. I think maybe it's because we live in the Midwest. That's more of a yeah, West Yeah, we're pretty Coast basic. Yeah. yeah, we're yeah, pretty if basic. You, I mean, I, all the times I've been to California that you hear about it a lot, but it's just- Not me. Yeah, not in Michigan. It's not of a thing. No. <laughs> it would be interesting to hear. I'm sure our California friends would say, Chris, that's always been a thing. Well, we're behind the times. <laughs> now, moving on from the Skyliner Resorts, going back to Monorail at the Grand Floridian Resort, Grand Floridian Cafe. And I've eaten there for dinner. Um, they have the great cob salad. We've eaten there at lunch. Not been there at breakfast. I've just heard that now Chris loves pancakes. And I've heard at the Grand Floridian Cafe, they're supposed to have good pancakes. Are they blueberry pancakes? I don't know. It's supposed to come with fruit compote, so you might what have What is compote? Have, where it's kind of just like the chunks of fruit, almost like in a jelly, and oh, then you okay. put it on top. I, just I probably blueberry. didn't accurately describe that, but that's what I hmm. take it as. <laughs> so they have pancakes. They have really good omelets, um, French press coffee. I think your mom was into French press coffee for a while. Definitely. Too. That's supposed to be pretty good. And so everyone says that that's a great option. Again, you don't have to be staying at the Grand Floridian, be at any of those monorail resorts, or if you're at the park super early, sometimes it's nice to take a break and hop over for breakfast. 
Now, the last resort one we're going to talk about, we were just at on our last trip, and we have it booked for our upcoming trip next month, is at Topolini's Terrace, the Mickey a la Art Breakfast. And I really enjoyed this breakfast. I think, what did you think when we went to Topolino's? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, just where it's at, the views. Yes, the view. The yeah. food, the service. The characters. The characters. I mean, I would rate it a 12 out of 10. Wow, look at that. And I'm pretty, pretty... Hard to please. I'm a regard. tough customer. Yeah, I would you are say. a tough customer. Uh, I, it was awesome. I mean, it was wonderful. The weather was absolutely perfect. Can't the, guarantee the weather, but we can guarantee the food. But if the, <laughs> but if the weather is nice, yeah. you can go out on the... What would you call that? The, the landing? Terrace. The terrace. Yeah. Um, oh, to me, if, the, if you had to go someplace like for breakfast, this would be number one for sure. And of course, it is one of those ones that's hard to get, um, but that has Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy. And we had, I'm trying to think, we started out, they have a pastry basket option. We got the fruit um, fruit plate. Um, I'm trying to remember, I think everyone at our table could pretty much tried something different and there was no complaints. Everybody really enjoyed their breakfast. So if you can get that hard to get, reservation. We highly suggest it. And if you don't get it initially, sign up for some of those alerts. There's a lot of great services out there that can help you find a reservation. And I know I've been able to do that in the past. Um, We were lucky enough to get it for our upcoming trip as well. So I know if you get a chance to get it, you will enjoy it a lot. And of course, that's on the Skyliner. So we were at Pop Century last time. We were heading to Epcot. It was a perfect stopover. Left our resort, stopped there, got off the Skyliner, ate breakfast, got back on the Skyliner, and went on to Epcot. You also have the option um, from there, you can go over to Hollywood Studios as well. So it gives you some flexibility when you're traveling between the parks. Now, speaking of parks, let's talk about some options at the parks. And there's not quite as many breakfasts that are ranked as high. I don't know if it's just because it's not saying that the restaurants and things don't offer breakfast, but I think people tend to have already eaten breakfast somewhere. Or if they're getting to the park that early, they're probably rushing to do some rides. So there just isn't as great of options. We are going to talk about the one at Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, and Epcot. So starting out at Hollywood Studios, we've eaten here for lunch um, at Woody's Lunchbox in Toy Story Land. It's small, but we've always had good food there. I agree. <laughs> do you remember eating there? I do not. <laughs> so Woody's Lunchbox, of course, is in Toy Story Land, right by Toy Story Mania, across from where you enter for like Slinky Dog Dash. And they're known for a couple of things at breakfast. They have a good breakfast bowl that had, I don't know why they call them potato barrels and not tater tots. Is tater tots like a... A trademark name? It, I probably bet you it is. That's what I'm wondering. So tater tots, we're going to call them, with brisket, country gravy, scrambled eggs, and green onions. So kind of a little bit of a twist. They also make homemade Pop-Tarts that are supposed to be amazing. This is great in particular if you went to the park early to try to get in to do some things. You can grab a quick bite at Woody's Lunchbox. Now moving over to Magic Kingdom. You have Sleepy Hollow, which if you've listened to the show long enough, you know Chris talks about his elusive ice cream sandwich at Sleepy Hollow, but they do have breakfast. Yes. <laughs> um, so one of the breakfast items that a lot of people rave about, and in fact, my mom was talking about, she's wanting to get this on our upcoming trip, is they have their they have their various waffle sandwiches, but the one that people get at breakfast is it has 
hazelnut spread, so Nutella, and fruit that's cut up with a folded waffle. And people just say it's really amazing. You know, the pictures look awesome. I'll have to get a review from my mom when she tries it on our upcoming trip. So Magic Kingdom, that's a great bite to eat if you need something for breakfast. Now, moving over to Epcot. So in France, so if you're coming in on the Skyliner or from one of the Epcot resorts, going to the Patisserie in France. And of course, they have exactly what you would expect for a quick breakfast of wide variety of croissants, quiches, parfaits, a lot of like breakfast ready desserts. So if you need something quick, you're coming in, you're heading over to maybe you're getting in line for Ratatouille, or you're heading over to Future World, you can grab a quick breakfast here. And of course, it's great any time of day to go over there. Um, But in particular, in the breakfast in the morning, grab a quick breakfast there to eat. So that kind of rounds out some of the best options at the parks. Finally, we're going to look at Disney Springs. And the first one kind of surprised me. We've eaten there a lot, and I didn't realize that they had breakfast. And this is one that is only on the weekends. So you'll want to make sure that you are mindful of that. And quite a few of the Disney Springs restaurants that do offer morning offerings, it might just be on the weekend. So you'll want to check that out depending on what day you're going. But we've been to Raglan Road a couple of times and the food's been good. I've enjoyed Raglan Road. Definitely. And one of the things that they have is they have a full Irish breakfast that people talk about. So it has the Heritage pork, Irish banger, black and white pudding, bacon, roasted tomatoes, mushrooms, and fried eggs with roasties, so the potatoes. People say that this breakfast is quite tasty. So if you're at Raglan Road on the weekend, and it's offered a little bit later in the day, too. I think it's until 12 or 1, so check that out. If for if you're going to spend a day shopping, fuel up in the morning and have that energy to keep going. Another one that has a great brunch is at Chef Art Smith's Homecoming, and they have a brunch that, in fact, I was when I was there in November when we went to attend um, the special event for the one podcast. They had we had kind of a brunch at Chef Art Smith's, and it was a private brunch, but we had quite a sampling of what they have. But they have chicken and waffles, fried green tomatoes basically all that Southern comfort food. And of course, you can always top it off with one of their amazing desserts because who says you can't have dessert for breakfast? I mean, what's a donut or any of those other things? Exactly. (laughs) So check out, it's called the Rise and Shine Brunch. It's really well known for it. I've had some great breakfast food there when I was there for the special event with a mix of lunch food as well. Um, So Chef Art Smith's Homecoming always has a great meal, in my opinion. So check that out for sure. You will not be disappointed. So that rounds out all of our top breakfast locations across property. I will say there were others that used to be on this top list that unfortunately, with some of the menu changes that have had to happen in the last couple of years with COVID and that I'm hoping they might be able to return. Um, some of the restaurants still aren't even open. So like 1900 Park Fair always had a great breakfast. Um, Trails N at Fort Wilderness had a great bu- breakfast buffet. That since has been turned to fr- family style and hasn't had as great of reviews. So 
maybe in the next year or so, we might be able to add back some of these other ones onto the list. But this gives you some ideas. If you're going right now in 2022, here's some of your best breakfast options. And now we are looking forward to getting up our interview with Nicole and sharing about her business and all of the creative things that she does. We'd like to welcome Nicole to the show. Her shop, A Nerdy Quirk, features all kinds of really fun and unique. She has Mickey ears that are hair clips that, and she also makes rings. The design she has can be made into pins, magnets, and keychains, and lots more. We're super excited to have her on the show. A little bit about her, she has four cats that are named after the World of Warcraft dragons, and they're a big part of her life. She really can make all kinds of amazing things. If you see the all of the different designs she has. I'm excited to share those with you. Um, she's a big gamer and her husband and her, of course, as we already mentioned, you probably know, like World of Warcraft and Monster Hunter together, but they also like everything Disney and all kinds. And she kind of described it. She likes a lot of those nerdy fun things. So we are really excited to have Nicole on the show. Hey, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us. We are really excited to hear more about you. And to get started, we always like to hear what are some of those things that our guests enjoy at Disney? So we've been asking people lately, what is your favorite snack at any of the Disney parks? Now, this one's a little bit of a heartbreak. I don't know if you've tried, but in, I think it's, I believe it's yes, Tomorrowland, there was a cream cheese pretzel. I saw pictures of it, but I never got to try it. It was the most delicious present. Wawa sells one, but nothing compared to this Disney one. And when I tell you, I, every time I went to Disney and I live 15 minutes for, I will religiously wait in an hour and a half line to get it, to get this pretzel. <laughs> and I wait, I waited in an hour and a half as long as the lady behind me. And they told us that they discontinued it, oh, but they didn't tell bummer. us why. And oh. I was like, there's no way. That's always so heartbreaking. Well, maybe it'll come back. And then else. I went to the to the Dole Whip. I I will chug a Dole Whip like nothing. That's I will mix it up too. and I will still. It has to be the float though. Yes, yes, that's what I always get is the float too. Yes, <laughs> the re- the regular pineapple float. I tried yeah. the raspberry pineapple mix, but I I couldn't taste the raspberry so much. Oddly enough, I thought it would overpower the pineapple and it did not. Oh, okay. I haven't tried that one yet, but I usually just go for the classic. So I'm with you on that one yes. for sure. Yes. <laughs> now, of course, we want to hear about your business and what are the products you offer connected to Disney? So the products that I offer connected to Disney, I just actually recently added jewelry to my line, earrings, everything's hypoallergenic and nothing's going to turn green. So I make sure to invest in all of this because I have very sensitive skin. And to me, if you're going to sit there and pay me $15, $16, I want to make sure that this is, these are products. Yeah, you shouldn't wet them so for longevity, especially since it's clay made. Sure. But- I do put a protective barrier on everything that I make and I seal everything down very well. So if you were to wet it by accident, it'd be okay. okay. But I make hair clips, magnets, keychains, and I'm actually the only one right now in the world who makes, who takes these Mickey ears, makes a whole Mickey ear, turns them small and creates them into basically whatever theme you want, whether it's food based, whether it's themed towards a backpack. I actually had a lady, um, I don't know if you've ever ridden the Peter Pan flight. Yes. Or yes. Pan. 
I made one of those that, and actually all the characters fly off of the ear. Oh, and how cool. in the dark. Yeah, that's one of my friend's favorite rides. So we will wait in line sometimes, multiple times during a trip to ride it when her and I go together. It's, so that's so it's cool. It's a beautiful ride. It is. I never, I someone was like, no, it's just childish. It's just childish. So I wrote it myself. And the scenery in there, I'm like, you yeah. can call it childish all you want. It's beautiful For in that sure. ride. Now, could you explain now your ears are nice because I know if somebody, we've had a lot of people on the show that talk about regular like headband ears are difficult. Not everybody can wear those, whether you have like a medical condition or something like even myself, my head is just large. I've had trouble finding ones that fit me. So yours are on clips and you can have it those fashioned in a lot of different designs, which is kind of nice for people who aren't able to wear those traditional ears. Correct. So that's what I purposely do. And people are like, oh, well, my hair is so oily. too oily. Absolutely. Don't worry. I actually have a way I put a silicone strip in the inside. If that is your fear that your hair is oily, it will not slip. And I also invest in good hair clips. This way it won't rip out your hair because then you know how some yes. hair clips, if you're not hair for, careful, it will rip out your hair and that could cause a headache. For and sure. I also ensure each ear I make is an ounce or less. So you literally do not feel those ears and I take them on roller coasters and they go nowhere. Oh, awesome. You know, so, and then it gives you the opportunity because I know, like I tell people, you pay so much, you pay, my ears are not expensive, but you're still paying money. Why would you sit there and wear it once or twice a year? Right. You want to be able to get use out of it for sure. Yes. So when when a lot of people are like, oh, well, I want it for my park. I'm like, keep in mind, you know, you can wear it to the park and I would love pictures, but you can also wear it to Walmart. It's just like a regular hair clip that you would use in the back of your hair. You can put it in a bun. I've seen girls put them in space buns, which are really cute cute. because they're not huge. Yes. Awesome. They look, they look huge because I zoom in so you can see the detail, but you can, I can literally cut my whole hand around it. It's about two and a half by three inches. The cotton candies are a little bit bigger, but I can scale them down for more so children. And I've had children actually wear the cotton candies are about three by three and a half inches. You know, with that, you know, you mentioned all these wonderful things that you make. What was your inspiration to start the business? So my inspiration was I had a friend and she was an all-time Disney lover, but she could not wear the headbands. Oh, okay. Could not, could not, could not. She cut off her hair short and she was like, I don't know how to style my hair, but she loved hair clips. Okay. So every time she went to downtown Disney, I had to design her something. Oh, fun. And of course, I went charge her because she's my best friend. So I would design her and I guess she every time she went, people would bug her for it. And they're like, hey, where did you buy that hair? And she's like, actually, my best friend makes them for me specifically for her to wear. Like, she wanted to go to Star Wars. If they wanted to make Star Wars, I'd make it Star Wars. She was going to go there to be a foodie. I'd make her a Dole Whip beer. (laughs) Awesome. Now, how long have you had your business then? So I've had the portion of the Disney business. It just hit a year. Okay. But I've had it. Now, you've touched on this a little bit already, and I think where you talked about like being able to wear your products out and about, how do you think your products add Disney magic to your customers' lives? Yes. So the way that it adds magic is you're basically able to take a little piece of what you love with you at all times, whether it's like, for example, a keychain. I had a lady that came out to me, she, she loved cotton candy. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, she is not able to wear hair clips because she has chemo. Okay. So I was like, you know what? Her favorite movie is Frozen. And she wanted 
Anna, Elsa, and Olaf. Okay. And I literally made her a cotton candy of Anna, Elsa, and Olaf as a keychain. And I actually use a PVC plastic. So, and I use a grommet. So it's not going anywhere. Right. You can beat it up. You can bang it up. It can get snags. It can be in the rain. Nothing's going to happen to it. And all of my cotton candies have glitter on it. So she was over the moon uh-huh. because even though she couldn't wear ears and wear hair because she had no hair. Right. She was able to still clip it on her purses, her backpacks, because I, I used also the, the key rings that I use, they're sturdy, but they're not the ultra thick ones where you need pliers. Right, right. Yeah. Them apart. <laughs> yeah. So she, because, you know, chemo makes you weak. And she, she was over the moon by it that I w- was able to offer her different options instead of just the same old, same old is what she told me. She, and yeah. don't get me wrong, those ears are beautiful out there. But I was like, what about people like us, like me, who can't wear the headbands or people like her who don't even have any hair and can't even wear hair clips? Now, so now you're able to take your movie, your favorite movie and your favorite food wherever you go in Disney and you don't have to worry about people staring at you and being like, why are you wearing these, you know, big headbands to Walmart? <laughs> right, for sure. Now, I know you've touched on some of the designs you made for other people. I know we looked at your stuff and Chris loves Olaf. You have a really cute <laughs> Olaf design. Um, I thought you have some really fun Haunted Mansion designs as well. What is? Do you have a favorite design? So, yes, my actually favorite design, my all-time favorite ear that I've ever created was my Moana cotton candy ears. Oh, fun. I don't know know if you've seen those. The heart of Tafiti actually glows in the dark. Oh, I didn't realize it glowed. I did see a Mm -hmm. picture of it on your page. Awesome. And it has her colors blended in it with a sandy grit in it as well. And in the light, depending on what light you put in it, it changes colors. And it had a custom glitter created just for that ear. Oh, wow. You know, and with these all all these awesome designs that you've created, where can people go online to see your artistry? Where do, you can see them on my Instagram page. I post mostly on Instagram page and TikTok. Those are my two biggest ones. My Instagram is also linked to my Facebook of the Nerdy Quirk. So when I automatically post on TikTok, on TikTok, sorry, not TikTok, on Instagram, it automatically posts on Facebook for me. Just in case, you know, like, for example, my mother doesn't have Instagram. Sure. But she will religiously follow my Facebook, Nerdy Quirk, and like all of the posts. (laughs) Right. Now, you also have an Etsy shop, correct? Is that where you do all your orders from? You could do, I do all the orders there, but I also do orders um, via DM if they want to do it that way. Um, I've had had a couple people reach out. They prefer to pay via Venmo or Zelle. And, you know, that really helps the small business because it won't charge us such a hefty fee like Etsy does. (laughs) For sure. Now, do you have, what is, if I were to contact you about a custom design, how far ahead of time should, like, what's your turnaround time? How far in advance should I reach out? So it usually just depends on what you want. I've had some crazy designs that I unfortunately had to turn down. Like I had a lady that wanted me to make the ears sing. And I was like, I can't do that without getting you electrocuted because it does rain in Florida. Right. And you're going to hear and see the voice box because it's going to be bigger than the ear. So if it's something that's like way out there, I can't create, I won't tell you no, but I'll (laughs) give you four different designs. So I give you options and I'll work with you. But I guess at the end of the day, it's your money. You have to be happy with what I'm making you. I will give you all the ideas. And some people love my work so much that they'd be like, you know what? 
go car blanche. Like go right ahead <laughs> right? and you just go ahead and, and do it. And that's ninety nine percent of my custom orders. My last custom was actually the ratatouille ears. Oh, how that I made. fun! And that's perfect with the ride now at Epcot. I've seen so many cute designs people are coming up with. So, well, we are so excited that we were able to talk to you. We'll share all of your designs and all of your contact information. We'll make sure that your link to your shop and your TikTok and all of that are in the show notes. But thank you, Nicole, so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys a lot. Thank you so very much for this opportunity. Thank you again to Nicole for joining us today. And now we are on to our two-minute trivia and our Wisdom from Walt quote. Chris, you are up. Okay, I scoured the internet for trivia that (laughs) would reference breakfast. Okay. Which Disney character eats five dozen eggs every morning and is roughly the size of a barge? Oh, this was an easy one. Gaston. Okay, well... You that is correct. a good breakfast trivia, though. I that have to say, good. I mean, I looked up how many eggs does Disney serve per day. Um, unfortunately, the internet did not That's okay. Reward Gaston's me. a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And we've met Gaston, too. We have. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> well, at least you didn't stump me this week. So let's go ahead and round out our episode here with our Wisdom from Walt quote. Fantasy, if it's really convincing, can't become dated for the simple reason that it represents a flight into a dimension that lies beyond the reach of time. And isn't that what Disney is? There's so many things that are nostalgic, that bring back some of those great memories and really instill something inside of us. And that's why we all keep going back. And so thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Dislove Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.